Over 200,000 of the homeless people in the United States of America are women and girls. The most needed and understocked item in homeless shelters, feminine hygiene products. Joy Road Media is proud to tell you about the Clean Love Project. The Clean Love Project's mission is to help women and young girls feel clean, loved, and empowered by distributing clean love kits to alleviate their hygiene needs. Go to thecleanloveproject.org to find out how you can help. The Clean Love Project focuses on the Metro Detroit area, but it also distributes kits worldwide. If you are a female in need of a clean love kit, go to thecleanloveproject.org and request one today. Joy Road Media is a proud supporter of The Clean Love Project at thecleanloveproject.org. Made me watch the sweetest thing. I did. What did you think? You didn't like it, did you? No. <laughs> I hated it so much. Um, about five minutes into it, I was like, I looked at you and you looked mad, and I was like, Oh, he hates this. And I thought you would think it was okay. You thought wrong. I apparently. <laughs> oh my god. Well, I liked it when it came out because um it came out around the same time that like Sex in the City was out. Uh-huh. Which was a very big, like, sexual revolution for women, like, represented on television. Uh-huh. And I sort of felt like this movie kind of did the same thing, where it, like, normalized, you know, women, you know, being free with their sexuality. And... Oh, they were women in the movie? I couldn't tell, because they were only <laughs> very shallow uh, <laughs> caricatures of people, like... So it's about three friends. Three friends, Cameron Diaz. Cameron Diaz, who's the uh, lead. I won't fall in love, you know. Yeah, I don't need to be in love. Yeah, I'm a love them and leave them kind of girl. Yeah. Uh, Selma Blair, who broke up with someone, no, got she dumped. Get, she gets dumped. She got dumped. So she, uh, her character is uh, now. I'm the one who's dating the guy with the big wiener. Well, she's. Looking for a rebound is what it's about. Okay. She's looking for a rebound because she was dating a guy for almost a year and he dumped her. But she's definitely the one who would buy like those books that are like, this is how you are in a relationship. Yep. This is what you do. And Christina Applegate is in the movie. Yes. <laughs> Basically just, um, I mean, she's there. <laughs> she's there to do what uh, Cameron Diaz also does. She's there because Cameron Diaz could not lead a movie on her own. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and for the time, I mean, it's pretty raunchy and there are a lot of like. Um, I had no problem with the raunch. They, there were a lot of um, like music breaks. <laughs> I did have a problem with the music breaks because I'm like, wait. What is this? Is this like when they break into the Right Said Fred parody song about big penises mm -hmm. and everyone in the restaurant joins in i was like oh this is exactly the movie that isn't it romantic is parodying yes <laughs> it mm -hmm. breaks out into music for no reason yeah and it happens a couple of times yeah because it also happens at toward the end of the movie when they come back from trying to find peter and selma blair has gotten 
stuck to the rebound guy because he has a piercing. Right. And uh, it gets stuck oh, on yeah, her yeah. Uv- uvula. And she can't get it off. <laughs> they can't separate. That song moment was sort of like part of the plot where mm-hmm. the restaurant one was... This is a fully choreographed musical number. For no reason. For no reason. What is the reality of this movie? We don't know for sure. No idea. I think it was kind of trying to recapture the magic that there's something about Mary had. Because of the big musical montage and there's something about Mary. Is there one? The um, Build Me Up Buttercup. Like towards the end, where they're all kind of going back and forth. So I feel like isn't, they were, yeah. But isn't that an end credits kind yeah, of? Yeah, yeah. But they do an end credit thing here too, yeah. right? Um, <laughs> I don't know. I think they were trying to be crazy and weird the way that there's something about Mary was. Well, the only thing I have to say about that is director Roger Cumble is not a uh, is not the Farrelly brothers. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's a pretty uneven movie because there are those weird scenes where you're like, what was even the point of that? But there's some pretty fun cameos. Um, Parker Posey is in it. Yeah, which made me mad at Parker Posey because she's such an indie darling that pretty much does Hollywood films in order to, you know, stay afloat so she can keep doing indie movies. Yeah. And at this point in time, she had already done Best in Show. Yes. So, you know... Mm, Boy. She's got such a small role in it, though. She's only in, like, two scenes. Yeah, but it's okay to say no, Parker Posey. <laughs> I don't know. I liked seeing her in it because I thought she was really funny when um, Cameron Diaz is telling her, like, you look amazing. And she's like, I look beautiful. And she's like, you look great. And she's like, I look beautiful. Like, she was trying to get her to say, you look beautiful. Yeah. It was really funny. Yeah, Parker Posey, yeah, you know, her, her quick little story arc. Was fine. Mm-hmm. I guess we should do just a quick plot recap. So Cameron Diaz is, I don't, uh, you know, I don't fall in love, you know, and the same with Christina Applegate. And then she runs into a guy at the bar who. Played by Thomas Jane. Played by Thomas Jane and his brother. Played by Jason Bateman. Yes. And Thomas Jane rattles her to her core by. You know, calling her on her bullshit, I guess. I don't know. And then um, he invites her to a party afterwards and she doesn't show up and she has a lot of regrets. So Christina Applegate is like, well, his brother's getting married up in Somerset. We should just go there, you know, and say, hey, what's up? So they drive all the way up there and surprise, it's actually Thomas Jane's wedding. He's getting married to Parker Posey. And so they come back. But as they're about to get married, both he and Parker Posey are like, you know, I don't really, I'm not really in love with you. I don't really want to get married. Yeah. So then they just call off the wedding in the middle of the wedding. In the middle of the wedding. And they're like, we're still going to have the party. So they still have a reception, but it's very, it's like one scene. And then, you know, they come back and then Peter follows them back. So, and then they fall in love and they get married. The end. Also, I thought it was weird that there at the beginning of the movie, there's that like title card that says like tell us what you think about christina walters and it's a flashback of all the guys she's like ghosted or whatever Mm -hmm. and then at the end of the movie they do it again but it's like it's christina applegate filming it and i'm like but i thought she was a lawyer like why is she filming this oh is she a lawyer i didn't realize that any of them had uh (laughs) any character development besides the fact that they just want that dick 
Um, in the very beginning of the movie, they asked, like, so how's it going? How did it go at work today? Well, they're, like, Christina Applegate and um, Cameron Diaz are walking up either side of the hill. They live in San Francisco, okay. so they walk the hills because they're so fit. And Christina Applegate says, like, oh, she's clearly a divorce lawyer. And uh, I can't remember what Cameron Diaz is. I think it's just, like, a some shit. I don't fucking know. Yeah. She's some kind of business person. So it is written by a woman. It's written by Nancy Pimentel, who before this had written on many seasons of South Park. Mm-hmm. This is her first screenplay. Okay. Since then, she's also been a writer on Shameless. Oh, nice. And uh, The Mick. She wrote one episode of. Mm-hmm. I get what you're saying about this could be like a pro-sexualized woman in the era of Sex in the City. But man, is this movie not a feminist movie? In it, my well, opinion. in the same way because that it's it's just about women chasing the dick. Yeah, they well, have it, no development other than they're all dick hungry. Similarly, so is Sex in the City. Oh, okay. I've never so, been forced to watch an episode of Sex in the City. <laughs> Maybe I should make you watch that shit because it's it's disappointing. Do you like, like being married, I'm gonna stab you. <laughs> I always thought like. At the time when I watched Sex in the City, I was like, this is amazing. It's so, like, feminist, blah, blah, blah. And there are feminist moments, I think, in Sex in the City. But ultimately, the main character in Sex in the City goes back to the guy who's the biggest asshole to her and treats her the worst. Yeah, because this movie also, the guy that she, you know, falls for is the guy who's just kind of a dick to her, too. Yeah. So, and that's kind of, like, where the fault is lies in movies like this i think you know movies that were like kind of girl power and like a sexual um you know without trying to shame women for liking sex i think this is just an early pass at trying to make a good movie and there were still so many confines of the times like socially that it really couldn't complete that successfully yeah Maybe part of why I hated this as much as I did <laughs> is because the weekend before we watched Always Be My Maybe, mm-hmm. which I think may be the best romantic comedy yeah, I've ever seen. It's so good. Right up there with Isn't It Romantic, which yeah. it just takes the piss out of romantic comedies. Mm-hmm. Also, I kind of feel like... Isn't it romantic almost does for rom-coms what Cabin in the Woods does for Cabin in the Woods yeah. type movies. Yeah, those type of horror movies. But with that being said, definitely uh, Would You Be My Maybe managed to be really good and not. It's like it was aware of the same things that Isn't It Romantic was aware of and yeah. steered clear of all of those cliches. Yeah, it's Where still, this movie is a walking cliche. Yeah, it's 100% cliches. And I think the thing that bummed me out even at the time about this movie was that she was incredibly successful she had these great strong female friendships but she still doesn't feel complete because she doesn't have a guy yeah and it's like you don't necessarily you don't need that to feel complete you know if it's what you want you know you should go for it and you should put yourself out there but you're not lesser of a person because of it but i remember enjoying it because it was the first time i really saw strong women really in a rom-com you know like kind of talking the way that a lot of women do right and Um, this came out when you were 20 yeah i was really young still so it's not like i really knew all that much about 
being a woman, like a sexualized woman, but it certainly was better than a lot of other things that I'd seen where it was like, you literally just need a man to come in and save you in a lot of circumstances. But essentially, that is what this movie is. Yes. But it was, you know, she was someone who was successful otherwise. Who? Cameron Diaz? Yeah. I don't know anything about her character. No, and you won't. Like, yeah. do you, they don't really delve into that at all. I don't know that she was successful. It, it kind of looked to me like she was unemployed. <laughs> she just kind of sat around and moped. And This only covers like a couple of days. I, I know, but it wouldn't have been that hard to give her a full life afterwards. And, you know, so she tries and fails to get the guy. And then the guy comes back and succeeds in getting the girl. Like, yeah. it's just... In re, I remember really liking this for a very long time. Yeah, and upon rewatching it, I'm like, eh, it's just kind of like every other rom com that you know is a little too dated and doesn't really hold up. But I still enjoy it. I still enjoyed it. You know, I had fun watching it, but I could tell you hated it. You looked mad. Like I would look over at you while we were watching this movie, and you had just no emotion on your face. And I was like, oh, he's trying to kill. He's trying to figure out how he's going to kill me. Allison, I hated this movie more than I hated Waterworld. Really? Yes. Wow. Okay. I could find enjoyable moments in Waterworld. I hated this. So that means I also hated this more than Super Mario Brothers. I'm sorry. Allison? We should have watched Crazy Rich Asians. Allison? What? I hated this more than Chips. Wow. Okay. Are you going to stop talking about Chips then? Yeah, probably. (laughs) God, I hope so. Chips at least had a plot. Yeah, I mean, this really does not have a plot. It's really just, you know, chase this guy, then be sad that you didn't get the guy then you guys get together at the end it really you know you don't really know a whole lot about the characters at all and there's you know like i said those weird musical breaks where you're like wait what they do a a fashion movie montage in the middle of the movie after um that they call out and say is it time for a movie montage yeah and then they do i just couldn't figure out the reality of this movie yeah it was kind of odd because it would go from being like self-aware that this movie was really silly and stupid to trying to be a legitimate rom-com like traditionally speaking where i'm like what are you doing like so it's a very it is uneven like looking back at it but 20 year old me thought this movie was great so i don't know no i get it i i absolutely get that but that was 17 years ago so cut me a little slack god damn it Uh, okay i'm cutting you slack um are you though yeah okay you were mentioning about the end doing the funny thing at the end where mm-hmm. they're showing kind of blooper. Yeah. Like that was one of the selling points on it. Uh, oh, was dear. You were like, hey, there's a blooper reel. There is actually a separate blooper reel. We don't have to watch it. It's okay. You can watch yeah, it on no. your own sometime. I'm fine with that. Cameron Diaz retired from acting. Yes. Her last roles were 2014, the Annie remake where she played oh, Mrs. Anigan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And also that year she did Sex Tape. Oh, with uh, Jason Segel? Yeah. Mm. I'm surprised they didn't make her retire in 2002. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I mean, she hit an arc for a little while. She was in, like, Vanilla Sky, and um, she was in, what was that other one? Gangs of New York. So, like, she did some pretty legitimate acting for a while. Well, she did Gangs of New York. They pushed back. The filming of this because she was working on Gangs of New York. Mm-hmm. So 
uh, Gangs of New York actually, uh, I think, may have come out after it this. It did, um, yeah. So after this, she did Charlie's Angels, Full Throttle. Mm-hmm. Did a couple more Shrek movies. Yeah. The Holiday, which is, you know, American Love, actually. Yeah. What Happens in Vegas. Oh, I don't even know what that is. It's with uh, What's His Nuts, um, Ashton I- Kutcher. The Box. Which oh, is that, that was that thriller, movie. yeah. yeah. Which I don't think is that terrible. I don't. I never saw it. Night and Day with Tom Cruise. Oh, that looks stupid. It was. It was all right. Green Hornet, which was a flop. Yeah. Bad Teacher. So she ended up having doing some decent things yeah. after this movie. I wouldn't have hired her after this movie. That end blooper reel of her like fake crying oh, in the doorway. It was very cringy. It was so cringy that I just kept thinking. Everyone working on the crew right then must have been like, fuck you. Just (laughs) fuck you right now. We could have wrapped 10 minutes ago. You're not that fucking charming. Fuck you. Just shoot the scene. (laughs) Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Okay. Are you done? Yeah. And I will also say, because I was thinking about this, I didn't want to pile on unfairly because I- Oh, you didn't? Understand- (laughs) That this, I am not the audience for this movie. Yeah. I totally get that. You're so mad. But. Calm down a little bit. <laughs> I am calm. All right. Go ahead. But I'm also not the audience for Girls Trip, which was surprisingly excellent. Girls Trip was amazing. And I loved that movie. I thought it was fantastic. Yes. It's also a recent movie. Yeah. This is. But I don't want someone to listen to this years and old. go, well, you're not the audience for this. So, you know, no, it's possible for me to enjoy a movie that I'm not the audience for. I, I, I 100% agree. I think one of the problems that we keep running into with some of these older, like early 2000s, late 90s movies is that they don't age well. So there are additional reasons for you to not like something. Right. And I think nostalgia plays into these movies too. Yes. Where, you know, granted there are movies I liked that, you know, are garbage. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like Streets, Streets of, of Fire, Fire isn't a <laughs> great movie. I hate it. And that did movie. not age well and is so slow and really has I mean, the rescue scene is pretty much the only decent part of that movie. And even then, I'm like, this is going on really long. <laughs> right. But I still like that movie just because... You loved it as I, a kid. I think just because I remembered more than remembering the movie, I just remembered... The feeling. Oh, no, I like that movie. Yeah. So I think that is... Nostalgia is playing into that quite a bit. I think that's what's happening for me. Because I feel like if I just watched this now, I wouldn't have liked it at all. I would have been like, this is really, it's a little too on the nose with some of the, like, empowered sexual women stuff. There's really not a plot. There's, like, no character development. I think I just come to expect more from movies these days. But I remembered really liking this as a 20-year-old little Allison, so. Yeah. I enjoyed watching it again. I also really like Selma Blair a lot. You know what? I was just going to talk about Selma Blair. So do I from Southfield, Michigan. Yes, she is. Did you know that? Yeah. I did know that. She's um she's a Michigander. I do feel bad for her that this is a second movie where it has just a notorious sex scene with her in it that is just so cringy 
the blowjob scene oh, in yeah. this one. The way that they framed it though, so that you only see like from her no like her nose up. So you are she's doing some amazing eye acting, I would like to say. Yeah. And what was weird was the film looked a little grainier, like they mm-hmm. like zoomed it in a little bit. So it makes you wonder if they shot it with like maybe a prosthetic crotch. Probably. And um then they were like, yeah, that, that's not testing well. Well, yeah, because there is that scene um, where, for whatever reason, Cameron Diaz is touching everything in the rest stop bathroom. And she starts talking to a glory hole and gets poked in the right. eye with so a penis. So there's like a split shot of a penis. Yeah, there's like that. a two yeah. second shot of a prosthetic penis. Yeah. The year before this is the first sex scene that I'm talking about. The movie Storytelling. Oh, Jesus. I saw that. Yeah. That is very... The Todd Salon's movie. Todd Salon's movie. Mm. I yeah, remember how, watching how that. To, how to talk about that. <laughs> they used to play the audio from that over and over again on uh, the Howard Stern show. Did they really? Which is... Um, mm. She's a student. She has a black professor. In this like creative writing class. And they end up hooking up. Mm-hmm. But he wants her to say, fuck me. And yes, so it's just an uncomfortably long scene of her, her getting, getting railed in. from behind going, fuck me and yeah. fuck me and over and over again. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Can you imagine if that was like her first movie and she was like, mom and dad, I, I finally got a part. Uh, it's in an indie movie. Uh, it's called Storytelling. He does very risky stuff. I remember seeing that movie and um, I was watching it with my friend Randy and our friend Dean over at Randy's parents' house. And I was like, God, I hope his parents don't come downstairs and see us (laughs) watching this movie. And it was so like we all just sat there, our mouths open because the movie split into two like fiction and nonfiction. So this was the nonfiction one, I think. Yeah, that was the nonfiction part. So we're just watching it and our mouths are just hanging open. I think that's like, the fiction part because they're in the creative writing class. Oh, maybe. Yeah. I can't remember. But I remember watching it and just be, like our mouths are hanging open and we're just like, oh, my God. Yeah. What the fuck did we just watch? No, but seriously, Mom and Dad, it's a movie. It's by Todd <laughs> Salons. He did Welcome to the Dollhouse. That was just like a big indie hit. Mm-hmm. And he did Happiness. And Philip Seymour Hoffman is in that. And uh, no, I haven't read the script yet. But. But. Happiness, too, is a really brutal movie, but I digress. I love seeing Selma Blair and stuff because I honestly, I think she's a really amazing actress, but she's just been like criminally underused in everything she's been in. She was great in the the two Hellboy movies, though. Mm -hmm. Like, I really liked her in the two Hellboy movies a lot. She did the um, American version of Kath and Kim with uh, Molly Shannon. It was only on for a season. Oh, okay. And I thought she was so funny in that. She and Molly Shannon were so great. Um, but it just, uh, I don't know. There just wasn't an audience for it here, I guess. But it was really good. Uh, she was really good in it. She was really funny. I think the first time I saw her was in Cruel Intentions. Maybe, yeah. Maybe something earlier than that. I don't know. I just remember thinking she was so beautiful and she was so, like, I love the way she can play, like, innocent, but also, like, her face can change so much she's so expressive where she can look really doe-eyed and innocent but she can also look like shocked or crazed or she can be you know 
I don't know. She, I just feel like she has so much range, and um, she was in that one. What was that movie with Nick Cage that she was in recently? Oh, what was that? Mom and Dad. She was great in that. You know, unfortunately, she's um, she has MS. Yeah, yeah, she has MS. So I don't know how much working she's going to still. I hope because she is such a great mm-hmm. actor. I hope that she still does roles. I hope so too. She's yeah. because there, MS shouldn't keep her from getting parts correct yeah i agree i mean i know like physically she's you know got physical limitations yeah she walks with a cane now yeah but i was reading about how um because i think she showed up was it at the golden globes that one year with the cane for the first time and she was like telling everybody she's like i have ms Mm -hmm. and i'm just so happy because it's the first time i've received a diagnosis and i haven't known what's wrong with me for like the past five years and yeah i just you know, felt really happy for her that she finally had an answer. Yep. Um, I am a big fan of Selma Blair for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think she's a pretty accomplished actor. Yeah. She went to Cranbrook. She did. Same time as Elizabeth Berkeley. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. And Curtis Armstrong, Booger from Revenge of the Nerds, uh-huh. also went to Cranbrook. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, she's uh she's awesome. And I think I think she's really funny in this because even though she's kind of the B story, mm-hmm. um like I like when she's telling uh she is like an assistant manager or something in like a menswear store or something like that. And um she is telling like another associate, like, I need you to go do this or whatever, and she's just like stamping something and the uh, associates like someone needs to get laid and like walks away from her and she just like mimics it like somebody needs to get laid <laughs> like and just like those little subtle things that she does are really funny yeah i adored her in this i thought she was really funny and sweet i genuinely feel bad that i hated this movie as much as i hated it but man allison i really did hate it <laughs> i'll try to pick a better one next time okay i love you though i know you love me i'm sorry that this movie just exists yeah i'm sorry this movie exists too i'm sorry <laughs> i thought you would think it was okay i didn't think you would hate it this much i mean i knew it wasn't gonna be like 100 percent. like i didn't think you were gonna be like yeah, it was good i liked it i thought you were gonna say like and eh, it was fine i would rather watch the Ulysses cut of water. No. While Louis D. Michael wiggled his toes in my face. No, no. Like I hated this movie. Okay. So much. All right. I'm sorry that you hated it. I will try my best <laughs> to be good and not rub your face in this. Like I do the chips movie, your favorite movie. Oh of my all time. fucking God. I didn't love it. I didn't like it. It was just fine. If we ever do, after this pandemic, a live show, mm-hmm. we ought to make the audience watch the Chips movie and then just listen to me talk I'm about how gonna, much I hate it. I'm not going to spend money on the Chips movie. No, we like, what do you mean? Tell them to watch it before they come? Like, that's weird. No, I, we screen it and I'll buy it for you. Don't. I know you like it so much. I don't want to feel like you're being a brat. You're going to hate a lot of stuff. And you do hate a lot of stuff. I hate this movie as much as I hate racism. (laughs) What's wrong with you? Oh, my God. Anyway. So uh, until next time, join our Facebook group. The link is in the show notes. Let us know what you thought of the sweetest thing. 
if you've seen it. If you've seen it. I don't know if it's streaming anywhere, so don't Yeah, for it. some reason we own it. Lucky us. On DVD, because I bought it in 2005. Don't be an ass. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah, but if you, you haven't seen it, don't don't run out. Yeah, if it's streaming somewhere, you can check it out. But if it's not, I wouldn't. I wouldn't pay for it. <laughs> if you live someplace that still has a video store, go there, grab the copy of this movie, and throw it in the trash so no one ever accidentally rents it. It's not that bad. Oh, my God. It was about as funny as Schindler's List. You're about as funny as Schindler's List. <laughs> All right. Until next time. Thank you for listening. <laughs> thank you. To You Made Me Watch. Yes, thank you. We appreciate it very much. We do. We're having a lot of fun. Yes. Well, And it's funny because you said... Before we watch this, I almost hope you don't like it because it's more fun when we don't agree on a movie. That's true. It is kind of fun when we hate it. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Until next time. Bye-bye. Bye.